0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tigress. This is going to be a little bit of a different type of episode because I'm in a new setting. Okay, hear me out. I'm sitting on the floor of my living room. I don't have pants on and I'm just trying to be comfy and get into my feels as I record this episode. I literally just walked into the door of my apartment about 10 minutes ago. I just got home from the airport where I came in from Cleveland. I was there moving my youngest sister Issa into college, which is such a crazy, it's just so crazy to think that she's now in college, but everything's going really well so far. She's been there for a couple nights and it just sounds like she's loving Oberlin so far. And that definitely is helps me like selfishly sleep better because I feel like as a big sister especially with protective tendencies I have worried so much about this transition and it has just ex- exceeded every expectation I've had of her feeling at home and feeling excited about school. So, anyways, everything is going really well. But I wanted to sit down and make this like late night episode. It's about to turn midnight because I feel like I am wrapping up summer. And it's so crazy to think that it's already summer of 2022 because I feel like in my brain it's still 2020. Um, I've lost all sense of time through the pandemic. But I feel like returning home right now as I walked through the door, I was like, fuck, like the summer is over. And, you know, I know I'm an adult now in the sense that I have graduated from school. So there isn't this like, beginning of semesters or finals or orientation weeks to make it feel like I have these bookends to summer or otherwise. I still have my, you know, essentially nine to five job. I still have my routines. um, And there really isn't this like element of seasonality, like of, you know, summer, fall term, spring term. But at the same time, because I think I'm so recently out of school, like, I walked into my house being like, oh my gosh, it's the end of summer. Like this kind of feels big. Like we're going into another fall. Um, I love fall, I love sweater weather, but I just kind of felt this urge to reflect a lot um, on how the summer has gone. And, you know, I think that for me, I kind of am sending off summer with a big bang. I just got back from um, a couple weeks of traveling with Issa actually. We spent about a week in Paris, which I absolutely fell in love with for the food and the bread and the butter and the shopping and the accents um, and the history and the architecture. Um, And then we spent a few days in Geneva uh, where my boyfriend is from and um, just meeting his family these new kittens and like exploring for about a day and hiking. And um, Issa got chased by a cow for about five seconds. And that felt like a terrifying near-death experience um, for her, not for me. I was just kind of watching and trying to scream and stay calm at the cow for five seconds, but she survived. We survived. Um, and yeah, and then we came home for, I think about 24 hours before moving her into college. But, you know, I think that this summer has been... It's been like a really interesting um, I think experience of trying to continue to uphold a lot of my boundaries with work and with you know this recovering girl boss journey that I'm on because work has really picked up um, August, my company has been out in the world for um over a year now, but you know I think that in the first year of our business, we were still small enough where it felt like. While there was a lot at stake, it wasn't like so daunting that I felt this never ending pressure of anxiety. And I feel like this summer, it's not that it has felt that way, but I feel like it's really felt like it's been on the brink of feeling that way. And in many ways, that's a good thing, right? Business is growing. We have a team and like now we're starting to hire people who are going to have whole ass families. And I've always, I've hired people before who had families. And for some reason, I think because I, You know, I did witness, like, the stress that my mom had trying to provide for me and my sisters. Like, whenever I'm employing someone with a family, I feel like I put this added pressure on myself of, like, okay, this needs to succeed because it's not just— my life and, you know, our consumer's life at stake, but it's like the people that I love and care about and that I work with who are also betting on this. And for some reason, that is always a very significant part of anxiety, but you know, in a good way of being an employer, but also just like, it, ma- it makes everything feel really real. And I guess that's the best way to describe a lot of this summer and like on, on a work side is that it's starting to feel really real, um, which is really exciting, but also really daunting. and you know it was only two uh 2 years ago in 2020 where i was literally in residential rehab for like ba- like you know to be fully honest like being a toxic girl boss who like was hustling too hard not taking care of myself my relationships not leading in a thoughtful way um not leading necessarily in a way that i would i i, I am proud of and i not taking care of myself never sleeping and I think one of my biggest fears is going back to a relationship with work, but also to a relationship with myself and to the people around me and maybe to like the impact that I have. Like I have such a fear of going back to that because it made me lose a lot of the joy, not only from the work that I love to do, but from like my life, if that makes sense. And so I feel like this summer as things have started to feel really real and we're like doing in-person events and business is going well, we're, you know, good on funding, we're hiring. I feel like I've been kind of on this edge of like, okay, I really want to make sure that I'm enjoying this and that I'm also continuing to sleep eight to 10 hours a night. And I feel like because I've been on high alert of wanting to maintain those healthy habits and this healthy relationship with work, I've also been like pushing myself to enjoy more. I've been like, okay, well, what are the things that I didn't do when I was in my, you know, toxic girl boss phase? I didn't travel. I didn't have fun. I didn't sleep. And so I kind of filled this summer with like travel and a lot of friend time and um and it's been really wonderful but kind of like a new form of exhausting like a form of energy that I just haven't exuded in a while like I spent a week in Hawaii for a 10-year friendship anniversary with um a few of my best friends from high school. And like those are people that I have not been in the same room with for like longer than an hour in like six years. And so I feel like it's been, it's been kind of Nadia having to try and be more of an extrovert and like I'm traveling more, which I love, but this is the first time in my life, like this summer that I've been traveling for fun. Like I'm going on these trips even to Paris uh, with my sister where I'm not going for work, I'm not going for a speaking gig, like I'm going for fun. And that is such a new feeling for me. And even when I was in Paris, it was like, I feel like I was trying to really practice a lot of what I've been learning in therapy and even started that work in rehab of like trying to work through my scarcity mindset and like even around food habits and eating and exploring and adventuring and spending money on things that I don't fucking need. like. I do not need matching Gucci wallets with my little sister, but it's like, that is such a, it like literally is a luxury, like something I don't need, but maybe something that I can splurge on that will bring me joy and happiness. And this reminder that I like worked really hard to just enjoy something that's not for the benefit of some professional advancement, but just simply because I'll have this like memento that I can look to when I move forward. So yeah, I mean, it's been an amazing summer, but it's also been a whole new form of like, I don't want to say exhausting, but just like different, like just something new, something I'm not used to. Like, and I think that, you know, what I've been thinking about the last couple of days as I've been looking at my schedule for September, which is starting to fill up more with work, travel, and everything, is like, okay, I'm kind of in this new phase of my career and of my life where work is going really well, but I also really think that my sleep habits are going really well. And like, how do I maintain that? And when work goes really well in my line of work, where there is a lot more travel and appearances and photo shoots and, you know, and a lot of it is my personality and my career too. Like, how do I continue feeding into that because I love my work? And sometimes I do get carried away. Like I'm looking at my next two weeks and I'm like, wow, I'm kind of on a plane at least three times in the week, which is nothing compared to my old schedule, but like is a lot. And I feel like I have it under um, under control now. Like I'm doing my weekly therapy and everything, but I feel like I'm trying to continue to bring myself to this heightened level of self-awareness to be like, okay, work is going well. And that is an addiction that I've struggled with in the past. And I love to travel and I love traveling for work. But I need to be careful and I need to figure out, like, what what is my new balance, right? Like, traveling um, for one trip a week doesn't feel daunting. But maybe traveling six times in a month does feel daunting. Like, again, those are just numbers out of nowhere. But it's just these questions that I feel like I'm having to ask myself as I close out the summer. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We've partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more and i also feel like the summer this summer was taught me that i do love to travel and there's so much of the world that i want to see and i also feel like there's so much about myself that i learn when i travel like for example just as an anecdote like when we were in geneva we got called i don't want to say we got called i because maybe it's not a slur to some people but there are a lot of people who called us Ling Ling. There were a lot of people who yelled Ni how at us. And it's really interesting because my boyfriend who like grew up and went to college in Switzerland, like was shocked. I mean, he's white that people would be doing that in his hometown, but yet me and my sister were so uncomfortable and we did feel really unwelcome, like walking alone around Geneva. His family was of course, very welcoming, but it was It was something that I don't think the two of us had experienced before because, you know, we've grown up being catcalled on the streets of New York City. We've grown up with microaggressions and racism in Portland, Oregon and online, but it was this new level of discomfort being in Europe and experiencing that. And I was kind of talking about it with Issa and we kind of concluded that it felt so uncomfortable because it felt like there was no expectation for them to be inclusive, right? Like... I feel like a a lot of the U.S. and what I appreciate is that I, at least as an American citizen, completely expect America and Americans to know that this is a melting pot of ethnicities. And historically, this was created as a land of opportunity. And it, you know, had so many immigrants from the very beginning. And, you know, I, I guess maybe it's just more familiar to me and I believe so strongly in in, you know, in the path that we're going to forge forward, especially given that we're going to be majority minority as a country by 2040. So I feel like in the U.S., I'm not excusing the racism at all. But for me, it it's like I, I can contextualize it in my head of, because I understand more about it, and because I have higher expectations for the people around me and the communities around me, I'm able to fight back and I'm able to feel really confident in my position. But when we're in Europe, a place that—it was my sister's first time in Europe, and I feel like it is a whole different sense of white. Like, it is not white, your, your you know, great-great-great-grandparents came from another country. It's like, wow, you have been here since the beginning of humankind. Like that's an inaccurate, like scientifically inaccurate statement, but all that to say it was fucking new and it was weird and it was uncomfortable. And in the U S when I feel like me and my sisters are walking around and we're catcalled, we very much ignore it. And it's kind of like, it doesn't really bother us in some ways because it's so normalized, but also because it feels, it just feels like it's not. It 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 doesn't feel as like deeply. It, if I, I don't know, I'm getting kind of getting stuck on my words because I guess it's so new for me. I'm still processing it. But all that to say, like even when we started posting on social media that we were going to Paris, we were getting flooded with comments and messages saying, like, beware, like it's really hard to be Asian Asian or like a person of color walking around Europe. And in Paris, we honestly just got so lucky, I think. We didn't experience any of that. It was like really in the two days we spent in Geneva, one day in the city of Geneva, one day in the countryside where we didn't really see anybody but cows. But all that to say, it was like really new and experiencing that I feel like has just put me in literally the last five days of being back in the States on this new form of like journaling and like trying to understand and doing more research and thinking more about like my own like not only what it means to be Asian American, but like in the U.S., but what it means to be Asian American or just someone who is Asian in the world. And, you know, I have traveled, but I this is like literally my first year of traveling for fun. Like I've been to Europe before, but only for like two to five day stints. And usually it's like airport conference room, um, speaking gig back to airport. Like I've been to Singapore. I was there for 24 hours because I was airport uh speaking gig dinner with the host back to airport you know so i i feel like this is my first time in my life where one i have the mindfulness capacity to create time and build my schedule to have this fun travel time two where i'm not feeling immense guilt that i cannot enjoy it for treating myself to travel but three, like I am also privileged enough to have the financial resources to be able to take myself on a trip and like really experience it. So I'm really thankful for these opportunities, but I feel like it's just opened my mind to like, wow, this is something I want to do more. And at what capacity can I do this, right? Like as I'm balancing, like I have so many interests from my career standpoint. Like I love what I do with my work. And as I said, it's picking up speed. And like, how do I maintain my balances and my boundaries there? And I want to do so much on my my personal travel side. And I want to experience the world. And my sister's going to college and my other sister's in Chicago. And I'm 24 and I'm turning 25. And like, in my heart, and it's kind of body dysmorphia and trauma-related, I realized, like, I still feel like a nine-year-old kid, and I feel like I'm still processing so much, and yet here I am, like, as as an adult, as a CEO of this company, and, like, just trying to figure out these new balances, and it's really exciting, right? Like, I'm ending this summer being like, wow, work is going great. I want to travel more, but, like, I'm also really tired because I don't think I'm used to, like traveling for fun. It's just like a new form of adventuring. And I am still trying to sleep a lot. Like it's just all new learning how to set boundaries. Um, And there's a lot that I'm excited about. And then there's this other side of my life, which is I've been getting asked a lot by my loved ones, by my friends even, um, about whether or not I'm going to get married. And I'm starting to be asked more seriously by like even mentors and friends. Like, are you thinking of having kids? When are you gonna have kids? And it's so crazy because I feel so not ready for any of that. But I was talking to my sister about this actually and I was like, I don't feel ready for it. And the idea of like anybody at my age having kids is terrifying. And then I realized like, wait, my boyfriend just turned 30 a few weeks ago. Uh, earlier this month. I'm 24. My mom had me when she was 23. And there are people who are having kids my age. And of course, I'm not saying that that's what everybody should do. But then I'm talking to my friends who are in their early 30s, and they're freezing their eggs, and they're starting to think about that. You know, none of Henry's friends are really like settling down and getting married. But it's like, I think that they're starting to talk about it. And I feel like it's just a whole tradition of our society that I've always thought about in my periphery. I mean, I grew up on rom-coms where I feel like the whole plot was finding a husband to settle down. So it's always been on my periphery. But at the same time, I do feel like I've kind of, I've started to find myself like being asked those questions I want to say, like, maybe on a daily basis, whether it be like with friends or like I'm talking to someone in my work life and it's like, oh, you just got married. Oh, you were just at a wedding. Are you married? Like, and they ask me that and I'm like, well, no. And then you, you know, it's just, it's something that's coming up a lot. And I feel like it's brought on a new form of anxiety around like growing up and around expectations and like having to ask myself these really big questions of, do I want kids? And if I want kids, when do I have them? Is this even a world to bring kids into? Like, what is the cost of kids? And what is the cost of like on my career? And isn't it unfair that these are questions that I even have to ask myself? I'm just clearly in like a really crazy transition point. And maybe it's because I am ending the summer. Maybe it's because I'm I've been traveling and it's caused me to do more self-reflection, but I just feel like I'm kind of grappling with these really big questions and it feels like a really big transition moment of like, okay, I now is the test of time of having to put everything that I've learned to work. And, you know, I also feel that way even around like capitalism where it's like I've spent the last couple of years like studying from an academic lens but also as we've built the foundation of August of wanting to build business differently and reimagine capitalism and now we're getting to the scale of a company where i you know and we're not this huge huge corporation but like we are about to have like 9 10 full time staff and you know we're starting to think about do we go into big retail where we are working with co- corporations these big big corporations where i feel like i'm having to put everything that i've learned in my own accountability learning and coaching and my own studying and about the world and like what I want to build in the world and what I want my impact to be, where it's like, you know, I'm really gonna have to put that to the test. And it's the same thing with my therapy and, you know, my sleeping habits. And, um, you know, I guess I'm always anxious, but, but I don't feel crazy anxious. Like, I think I'm in a really good place with my medication and everything and my habits, but I do feel like I kind of on the plane over here, and maybe why I'm sitting, uh, you know, I chose to sit down here right almost towards midnight to record this um, for this week's episode, where I was like, wow, this is like kind of a crazy transition time. And I feel like I'm just trying to breathe through that moment. And I just thought I would share that. With you because I feel like after dropping my sister off at college and seeing a lot of people on social media like transition w- w- either like into school or transition into new jobs or just like do a lot of transition. Um I guess I I feel uncomfortable in this moment, but excited for the future and also just really thankful that i have so many lessons from my therapy or from these experiences to like even experiment with and try to learn from and i just wanted to share those reflections because i know i'm not alone in feeling like this is a big transition like i actually have a few trips coming up where i'm literally helping my friends move into new places which is really exciting so i i just feel like this is a big transition time and Um, I think part of that is related to the fact that like the world is opening up. Like, yes, we're still wearing masks. Yes, people are still getting COVID. I have a couple of friends who have COVID, a couple of friends who have monkeypox. but I do feel like we're at this point where maybe we're in denial that it's still a problem and everybody's so done with masks and going out into the world and we're transitioning back into offices and in-person, you know, classroom. So I'm just sending a lot of love to everybody in this transitional period. Um, Tigress, my podcast, I feel like is also coming to a transition point where we are about like actually exactly one year into producing this podcast on a weekly basis. And I think we just surpassed like my 52nd ever episode, which is really exciting. And also I feel like just like a kind of a Also, a transition moment where we sit down as a production team and with my management, and we ask ourselves, like, do we want to keep doing this podcast? Um, Is like, what is the point of this podcast? You know, for those of you who are OGs and have been with me from like the first few episodes, and I know there's some of you out there, this podcast started as like an audio diary because I have really bad chronic pain in like my wrists and my hands. It's basically early onset arthritis, I'm convinced, um, where I can't journal for a long time without it like cramping up and hurting. And so I started doing these audio diaries and I couldn't really do it. So, of course, I tried to turn it into something where I was more accountable and I did it every week. And I was really pushed to just explore topics that weren't work related, where I was just like, I just want to talk about these things and I want to reflect. And that's really what it's been. But again, I think now we're at this transition point where it's like we have enough listeners and enough downloads to the point where we kind of owe it to all of you and to ourselves to sit down and be like, what do we want this podcast to be? So I guess I'll end with that. Like, what do you, what do y'all want to hear about? Like, what have you enjoyed listening to? What has been helpful to you? What has been thought provoking for you? Like, what do you, like, I'm also really curious, like when people listen to this podcast, because I listen to podcasts when I'm like getting ready for work, where I'm cleaning, where I'm doing the dishes, when I'm folding laundry And I want to listen to things that are thought provoking and teach me things. But do y'all want to listen to that? Or do you just want to listen to things that are really fun? And like, what is this podcast that's different? Um, Yeah, so clearly I could go on and on about all the questions that I have. I have many questions, but um, I got to go to sleep because as y'all know, I'm very strict with myself on going to sleep by midnight every night and it's currently 1140 p.m. So with that, I will say good night. Avoir, as they say it in Paris, and uh, I will talk to y'all later. Bye.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.